99.7 The Blitz. Hey, good afternoon. It's Ronnie Hunter again joined in the studio all this week with Paul, Marshall, and Thick Rick. Kind of see about maybe making this the morning show on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. So, uh, going to have a lot of fun today. Every day this week, we got all kinds of great stuff lined up. Coming up next, one of our Rock on the Range bands, Rise Against, off their album Appeal to Reason, Savior. And Paul, what do we got this hour? A lot of cool stuff. And I'm almost afraid because I can look at your face and know that you have Arnery written all over and I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, we got a full dance card this afternoon. Basically, what we're going to do is talk to a Did couple of... Did you just of... say dance card? Full dance card. You're so gay. Full da- I'm gay? You have a tail. <laughs> full dance card this afternoon. Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man, one of the Rock on the Range bands, going to join us at some point uh, between now and 4 o'clock. If we're lucky, we can run him down. Also, uh, we're going to talk to a guy... I am a firm believer in uh, outer space life. I think it's really arrogant to think that this is the only place in the infinite universe that we have people. So there's a guy that wrote a book called The E.T. Answer Book named Jim Maroney. He decided he wanted to call and plug his thing on the air. And what we're going to do is play a little round with with Jim Maroney. So we'll talk to him a little later on this afternoon, as well as uh, the usual fun and frivolity that you've come to expect here from your rock station. If you want to take part in the program, 821-9970. Also, you can text us, 53299. And you can send email. I don't have an email address here because I don't have the job yet. But you can email us, rhunter at 997wrkz.com and uh, express your thoughts here. So there we go. Fully interactive this afternoon. Coming up next... Another edition. It's very, very quickly becoming one of the favorites in the show. Mouth Hug Etiquette with Ronnie Hunter on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. And now, Mouth Hug Etiquette with Ronnie Hunter. Rule number 3.2. If I have to pause to remove a hair from my teeth, don't tell me how I've just wrecked it for you. You've been listening to Mouth Hug Etiquette with Ronnie Hunter on 99.7 The Blitz. Me not to know this. 99.7 The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. Good afternoon. It's Ronnie Hunter with Paul Marshall and Thick Rick in the studio this afternoon and every afternoon this week. Coming up, checking out Theory of a Dead Man. Uh, bad girlfriend. They're going to be in town for rock on the range. Also, so choose or lose it. What do you think? New music? You want it to battle? You can, and we do it every night of the week. 8.20, we pit two brand new songs against each other with your votes determining the winner. Last night, Ozzy defeated Green Day with their new song. So make sure you get in to see if Ozzy can win out. Yes, another evening on Choose It or Lose It on 99.7 The Blitz. Paul, what's up, man? 53299, you want to take part in the program. You want to send a text and you can get it fully interactive in the afternoon. You want to take part of uh, what we're doing. Uh, we're also trying to track down Tyler. Thick, do we have him? Is he is he out there somewhere stuck in traffic? What's going on with, with Tyler Conley? Is he out there? He should be on the phone any minute. Fantastic job. He's so tall and hot. <laughs> You're doing such a great job. Thank you. Can't complain about that. And we also need to talk, Ronnie, uh, about our events last night. One of the great things about working with you is going to be just the infinitesimal behavior that you like to explore, uh, display when we go out places. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about the meat guy. <laughs> oh, no. We also need to talk about how woefully uneducated you are about your own plumbing. Uh, Well, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. So what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll try and track down Tyler. We'll get a Rock on the Range band on the radio here. It's all coming up next on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. 99.7 The Blitz. 
Your Rock Station, 99.7 The Blitz. Good afternoon. It's Ronnie Hunter with Paul Marshall and Thick Rick. Hit us up at 53299 if you want to shoot a quick text our way or 821-9970 or 1-800-821-9970. We could uh, t- pick up the dime for you. So uh, what exactly is going on with Theory of a Dead Man and uh, Conley, man? What's up, Paul? I got to love this. You know, we're trying to start a new show here on the radio station, The Beauty of Doing Live Radio. Um, the handlers, The this is why, you want to know why the record industry is a mess right now? <laughs> Math, not exactly their strong point. They can't seem to account for record sales. They can't seem to account for concert ticket prices. And they can't seem to locate their musicians. Oh, my God. I just got a phone call from the people that handle Theory of a Dead Man, the uh, the talent wranglers. And they just said that they messed up and told him 1.30 Pacific time. Oh, whoops. Let's do a quick math. Quite, you know, math, one, three, that two, would three, mean three, that math. he's not going to call for like another hour. Yeah, it's another hour. Oh, so God. they messed up. We're not going to hear from Tyler until uh, about 4.30. So Rock okay. on the Range Band, Theory of a Dead Man. You know, you have a chance to get on the internet. Tell all your friends Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man is going to join us here on your rock station as well. Around 4.30. Meanwhile, uh, Rock on the Range is going to be kick-ass 38 bands. Uh, and I think that there's still season uh, single-day tickets available. You can go pick those up. And, of course, if you listen to The Blitz, you get an opportunity uh, to sing till you suck. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. I w- am l- really looking forward to, A, uh, just going out there and spending an amount of time, because that will mean I'm living here in Columbus at that point, <laughs> and, B, seeing Slash, because he's got Miles Kennedy from... Uh, Miles Kennedy, he was with Alter, Alter Bridge, Bridge and Mayfield 4 before Mayfield that. 4, and he was also in Rockstar. He was and the he's guy... hot. Huh? Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no That's a story he from is. later this afternoon, Ronnie. Let's not put the cart in front of the horse. Okay. Slow down. Baby steps. Baby steps. So Slash is going to be coming to town, and he's uh, doing a solo thing. He's got a brand new solo record out, and he's got uh, Miles hanging out with him. And he's like the social butterfly now. That guy never stops working. He was on American Idol, not that I watch, a while back. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he also met, uh, well, he met another legend. I don't know who's a bigger legend, and I'm not talking about tall enough to get on the cool rides at Cedar Point bigger. I mean, <laughs> who's a bigger legend, Slash or Tom Cruise? Hands up. Oh, Slash. Slash. slash? Legend? Yeah. Legend. Who's a bigger For legend? For me, it's Slash. For you, it's Slash? Yeah. Slash or Tom Cruise? If I had to pick one that never had a history, it'd come on, Tom Cruise can go away. Come on, Maverick. Slash. <laughs> you're dangerous. You risk the entire mission. <laughs> Show me the money! Show me the money! It's up here, Tom. It's up here. <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, I'm again, here to get my wife. <laughs> what happened was Slash met Tom Cruise. I can't imagine being <laughs> a fly on the wall when that happened. Slash, in his infinite wisdom... Did refer- you know that the human head weighs eight pounds? <laughs> Jerry, are you my name? Are you my name? All right, all right, go on, sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, Slash (laughs) referred to it as a, quote, weird experience, weird being the euphemism of the moment. Apparently, the Times was reporting that uh, Slash was backstage in the dressing room at the Staples Center in Los Angeles because I think he was doing a a guest spot with the Black Eyed Peas. Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas sings on his record. I think Slash might be putting the wood to it. Oh! The line forms to the right. I think he would, except every time I see that picture of her with that stain, you know, the sweatpants stain. Yeah. Because it was very, very humid in the studio that day. Yeah. So he was backstage at the Black Eyed Peas, and Tom Cruise walks in and wants to say hi. Slash is like, yeah, okay, I'm drunk. I don't care. Tom walks in. Katie Holmes is a few paces behind him, or else. Yeah. <laughs> and he said how much he wanted to meet Slash. Like, Tom Cruise had to wait to a Black Eyed Peas show to meet Slash. It's not like he hasn't been around for 25 oh, years. crazy. So uh, Slash says he was, quote, a little uneasy and told Tom he was nervous about going on stage. Tom said that happens to him on movie sets as well. And uh, it means it's going to be a good performance. After Tom Cruise left, Slash said it was one of the weirdest things to happen to him in a while. Now think about that for a second. Look at Slash's history. <laughs> if meeting Tom Cruise is the epicenter of weird for, for Slash... 
That's not a good thing. And he also says, and this is very important to note, the actor is not as short as people make him out to be. Oh, come on. So there he you go. He is totally short. He's still not tall enough and to get Kate, on the cool rides. And Katie wears high heels every time they go out, too, oh. which makes it 10 times worse. I just love that Katie was, in the, in the, the new the, the story reports, a few paces behind. Yeah. A few bit back, woman, back. I like the RLs because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Meanwhile, uh, he's coming to rock in the range. So, okay, you think that's weird. So yeah. Slash is Yes, in, I do. Slash is in Sydney, Australia, where Justin Bieber's having a concert. I whoa, guess whoa. Uh, the ju- yeah, Tell me just, he didn't go on stage with Justin Bieber. Ju- no, 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 no. That would be almost as bad as when he went on stage for the MTV Video Music Awards. That was a train wreck. But, no, he just happened to run into Justin Bieber. Well, Justin Bieber's concert got... Just happened to. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Justin... Slash, I'm Chris Hansen. Why don't you have a seat over there? Justin Bieber's concert got canceled or postponed because of overcrowding. So they run into each other. They're chit-chatting. So check this out. Slash decides, hey, man, why don't don't my wife and I take you out to a strip club? Get a little adult entertainment. By the the way, his wife is an ex-stripper, Perla. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, huge buzz. Yeah, yeah. Jealous? So Justin jealousy? is like a little bit. I'd like to have some of that. Can you share? I'd like to have so some Justin of that. So Justin Bieber is like 16 years old, and here's Slash inviting him to a strip club. Okay. Of course, Justin Bieber denies. What kind of kid denies going to a strip club at 16? A gay kid. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. He said, Slash says, I told him, I said, maybe me and the missus will take you to a strip bar. But that didn't happen because his, his minder told him that he's got minder. a curfew and he was with his mom. And that brings me to this Justin Bieber video that my nephew put pointed out to me a couple weeks ago. There's like this three or four year old girl at YouTube.com crying oh, I about wait, Justin Bieber. Can we get Bieber. this? Okay. Yeah. Is it okay it to play it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Does she swear? It's hysterical. This girl's like three or four years old and she's sitting on her sister's lap right, and her I'm mom searching. is videotaping so her. So just like search Justin Bieber crying. Yeah. And she's in love with Justin Bieber and she's crying because she wants to marry Justin Bieber. It's heartbreaking oh. and hysterical all at the same time. Three, three, I would just was like, this that three year old crying over yeah. Justin Bieber? I would play, just play, like, play. Right. wait, I want to point out that we have gone from slash to Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's a crying brat. But it's That's funny. Good. Play it. All right. Here we go. You're crying because you love Justin Bieber? Yes, I my room. Oh, she's cute. You ran in your room and cried because you love him? Yeah. Does that make you sad? Yes. Why does it... I don't get to see Justin Bieber all day. Because you don't get to see him all day? <laughs> yeah. Who puts their kid Why on you? Yeah, this is horrible you? parenting. Because I know he loves me back. Because you know he loves you back? Yeah! <laughs> I think John Hinckley said those things too, didn't Honey, he? <laughs> love me. We don't have to cry because we love Justin Bieber. Stop crying! Are you? I'll give you something to cry for! <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn the video camera off now. Yeah, good move. No. No. Whoa! Uh, what? You want me to keep recording you? Yes. Well, all you're doing is crying about Justin Bieber. Crocodile tears. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I bet that's Justin Bieber. Here's something off the request. 99.7 The Blitz. Station 99.7 The Blitz, Ronnie Hunter, Paul Marshall, and Thick Rick. Coming up, Mark the Shark. He's got a quick check on sports for us this afternoon. Also, hang tight for that new Stone Temple Pilots tune. Their new album will be out on the 25th of this month. And the song's called Between the Lines. 
So hang tight for that. And uh, Paul, what you got going on? Also, we're still uh, waiting to get uh, in touch with Tyler Conley in case you were trying to figure it out. We're going to get him at 4.30. So that's going to happen. We got that confirmed at this point. What I would want you to do is, if you're listening at work right now, this is a good time. It's a time waster. Uh, we don't really do a website of the day bit, but I bet we will at some point. If you were listening yesterday afternoon, we were talking about the Canadian Department of Public Health putting together a sex education online video game. We're going to play the video game yeah. on here because apparently Thick was playing it last night and it has to be. So we're going to have the home version of our game. Basically, everybody gather around the computer. In a couple of minutes, we're going to play Sex City on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. The Blitz. The Blitz, your rock station. Hey, hey, hey. Good afternoon. It's Ronnie. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I I was doing texting. No, I'm saying with everybody else. Welcome back to the show. Oh. (laughs) Texting the meat man. Are Are you texting the meat man? You know what? I would if I knew it was him. We'll talk about that in a little bit later on. We're also trying to run down uh, Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man coming up in about a half hour or so. Here's the website. We talked about this a couple minutes ago. You want to play uh, the Sex... Is it Sex City? Sex Sex Squad? Adventures in Sex City. Adventures in Sex City tonight on the Learning Channel. Healthunit.com is the website you want to go to. Go to healthunit.com. Right in the middle, it'll say sexual health. On the menu on the left. On the menu on the left, it says sexual health. Click that. And then click Adventures in Sex City, which will be right in the middle. All right, there you go. Of course it will. (laughs) It's almost like we planned it that way. (laughs) Right now, the latest from Stone Temple Pilots. This is called Between the Lines. It's on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. 99.7 The Blitz. (laughs) Sorry. Wait, you just had like eight (laughs) minutes to do that. Seriously. That was some good stuff. Did that just happen? <laughs> yes. I think I swallowed a bug. Professional broadcast environment. Well oh, done. God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, your rock station. <laughs> I really seriously think I just swallowed a bug. Medic. I just took a breath and I went... <gasps> Like, oh, God. So, Tool, check it out. Sober. They just announced a handful of dates in June and July with more expected to come. Hopefully, we'll see them in our area. That would be really cool. Uh, Hang tight for Foo Fighters wheels. Paul, what is our sex game? I would like you to define our area, please, just for a moment. within our listening area? Okay. Or Cleveland or Cincinnati, which is a a couple-hour drive either way. I'm just saying. Let's road trip if you want. Road tripping, baby. I'm Mm -hmm. a road tripper. I know I always get calls from a couple guys in West Virginia that listen online, too. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to say hello to everybody listening online, by the way, at... uh, uh, theblitz.com yeah. and also uh, everybody that's been checking in on the Blitz Facebook page as well. Yeah, and texting too. 53299. Eight two one two guys. 8219970 if you want. What? I have to tell you there's one here that says uh, from Brad the tow truck driver is a good friend of the Blitz. Okay. Adventures in Sex City. What the f? Sounds like a bad porno. Well, and I don't with that. No, we're here to educate as well as entertain. Great. Healthunit.com is a webpage we're on right now. If you are at work right now, it's it's not going to get blocked on your corporate server. This is an educational portion of the program, and feel free to play along at home if you will. You go to healthunit.com. You click and then, on sexual health. Yeah, you click uh, click on sexual health. And then in the middle, there's uh, that's Captain Condom in the middle, the, the, the character that you're seeing. Hi, Captain Condom. How are you? He looks like, uh, you know the ambiguously gay duo yeah, on Saturday yeah. Night? He looks like one of those guys, only he's got uh, a condom on his head. Yeah, nice. Which is where it belongs. So now you click the Inventors in Sex City, and you get a... Uh, Oh, you get a disclaimer that says that the content of Sex City is meant, uh, it contains sexual information and is only meant to be viewed by mature youth. Mature youth? Is that, we are neither. Is that after (laughs) sex ed class or before? I I don't 
Probably after sex ed. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I, there's a story that goes with this as far as what the characters are, how this works out. Middlesex uh, Department of Health up in Canada. The, the deal is, we talked about this yesterday. It's an online game for it. And players have a choice. You can be either a man wearing a condom on his head, which is Captain Condom. You can be a virgin named Wondervag, which would be uh, Ronnie Wondervag. Hi. Ronnie Hunter is Wondervag. A boy named Willie the Kid, who believes size doesn't matter, or Power Pap. A sexually active girl. So we're going to click in here and we're going to play the game. And uh, all together now, if you're going to play it along at home. And the way it works out is it's like a game of 20 questions. Oh, it even gives you cheesy porn music. Oh, oh this is awesome. Oh, I have to read this like the, like the movie guy. Adventures in Sex City. In the dark of night, Sex City is in panic because of the terrible Sperminator, whose sole mission is to infect all citizens with various sexually transmitted infections. I like the Canadians, because the Canadians use words like sexually transmitted infection In- instead, instead of, of disease. disease. Yeah, they're so polite. How about that? How about who you, that? Who do you call the Sex Squad? An elite team of superheroes dedicated to keeping the citizens of Sex City safe <laughs> from STIs. It's up to you to help the Sex Squad stop the Sperminator. Come is, on! I'm right here! Is that STIs or IUDs? STIs. I saw the Hurt Locker. I know what an IUD is. That has nothing to do with this. Could you please stay focused on the task Sorry, at hand? Sorry, I'm looking at the condom man over there. So I'm going to hit uh, begin game. We're going to play. Ronnie, you are playing the game. Oh, so we got to figure out which character we're going to be. Uh, Fail. Here are your choices. Captain Condom. Wh- oh, wait a minute. Captain Condom was a scientist who constantly worked in his lab to create the perfect condom. Due to a freak accident, he is now half condom, half man. (laughs) That's just nasty. He spends his spare time handing out free condoms. Well, who doesn't? Power stretches. Oh, he's he's, because his power. These are his powers. He stretches to any size like a condom. (laughs) When used correctly, is 98% effective. Can we make that 99.7% yes, please. effective? That'd be nice. Yes, please. All right. Uh, let's go over to Power Pap. Your choice. You, now, you could be Captain Condom or Power Pap. No. Power Pap is sexually active and is a strong believer in getting tested regularly. After a close encounter with a horrible STI, she was treated and now dedicates her life to testing and pap tests. <laughs> her, her power uses x-ray vision. To spot infections. That's what it says. <laughs> X-ray vision. Uh, so you can you have your choice at that, or you could be Willie the Kid, who, by the way, has a mohawk. Um, and I think it's interesting that Willie the Kid is African American, but happens to be the shortest character. I guess we're trying to, you know, break stereotypes here. Willie the Kid. Willie the Kid was bullied as a child because he never grew taller than four feet, and now. He's sensitive to others who are different. He joined the sex squad to prove size doesn't matter. And his power? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) His power? Massive rock-hard strength. What? (laughs) That's what it says. I don't think you're going to be Willie the Kid. Uh, Or you can be, and this is it. Ronnie Hunter is Wondervag. Wondervag is a virgin, believes in true love, and promotes abstinence until marriage. (laughs) Her power? This is your power, Ronnie. <laughs> Human lie detector. You can tell if a person is lying. You bet. I'm on it. All right, that's who you're going to be. <laughs> to the that's battle. all I got? No, no, wait. That's no. all I got? It's like a detector. Yeah, you're just a lie detector. Yeah. That's Well, virgins oh, are not that's cool. Boring. Sorry. Oh, man. All right, so now we are into the game. The Sperminator was once part of the sex squad. 
he got infected with an STI. Now it's a series of 20 questions, I guess, and we're not going to play all 20. Oh, my God. What just happened? The Sperminator looks like a WWE wrestler, except both his legs, I mean, both his arms are penises. Nice. So uh, here we go. We're going to go into what the... What is it shooting? Uh, yeah, whatever comes out of a penis. I would have some sort of a weapon. Oh. It's some sort of a, it's a debilitating weapon. Right. First question. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most STIs will go away on their own after enough time. True or false? False. STI, you're correct. <gasps> STIs will not go away on their own, even though symptoms may disappear. You still have the infection and can spread it to others. Yay for me! Correct. So now you're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> Sperminator tried to shoot you, but you used a diaphragm to deflect it back and hit him, and his power bar went down. Like like when Wonder Woman had those bracelets the and you shield. tried to shoot it, and she would just block? Well, that just happened to you. It actually kind of looks a little bit like the thing they use on the sidelines of the football field to get the oh, sound. Oh, the, the parabolic microphone <laughs> to get the sound? <laughs> it looks exactly like that. It's a, it is a diaphragm, right? It is yeah. a diaphragm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. Rick. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, we've got... Uh, next question. Using a condom... Can always present the sp- pre- present present the spread of STIs. True or false? False. Ronnie's jamming. Right, she's good. Yay! The answer is correct. Condoms are really good for preventing some infections, but they are not 100% effective. STIs like herpes and genital warts are spread through skin-to-skin contact. A condom only covers the penis, which leaves most parts of the genital region exposed during sex. There you go. Here's your question. Next question. Oh, you blocked it. Oh, the answer. Back at you, Sperminator. Nice. <laughs> Let's just do one more. And if you want to play the game, you can do that. Healthunit.com. This is a great way to waste time uh, at work. Last question, Ronnie. Some STIs can be spread through oral sex. True or false? False. Oh, oh she's oh. wrong. I was wrong. Oh, what, oh. Have, what have we learned here? Ronnie does not know what to do. What's going on here? You might want to take hey. extra extra special precautions. Uh, Sorry. Oral sex is sex. I did not have oral sex with Ronnie. Son. <laughs> you can get infections like gonorrhea, syphilis, and maybe even HIV through oral sex. You can decrease the risk by using a condom or dental dam. Ronnie, a dental dam? We'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. A dental dam is a thin piece of latex that you put between your mouth and your partner's squishy parts. <laughs> Just saying. There you go. Click, click done. Oh, why, is there something more? Yeah. <coughs> oh! Hey. And, and then she that says, I need a shower. Did she really <laughs> say? <laughs> oh, guys. Wow. Well, there you go. There's uh, there's about six minutes of your life you'll never get back. That's time well spent. Foo Fighters on 99.7 The Blitz. The Blitz. Hey, it's your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz, to be exact. And it's Ronnie Hunter, along with Paul Marshall and Thick Rick in your afternoon. So sing till you suck for Rock on the Range tickets. Checking out Godsmack there. They're going to be one of our headliners, in fact, on the first day of Rock on the Range, May 22nd. If you sing till you suck on Thursdays, every hour, noon through 4 p.m., right up to Rock on the Range, you could walk away with a pair of tickets to Rock on the Range. There's one singer, could be you. One judge, could be you. And four Rock on the Range tickets up for grabs. So again, listen for your next chance to sing till you suck and win. That comes up Thursday in the noon hour with Blazer, courtesy of BustedForDrunkDriving.com. Coming up, we're going to check out one of our other Rock on the Range artists, Seether and Gail Storm, in just a sec. What's up, Paul? We're also going to hear from Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man. Find out what's going on with him. He's coming to Rock on the Range. we got more Rock on the Range tickets on the way. And again, I think it's interesting 
that you did uh, sing for your suck, sing till you suck. Yeah. Right before we were going to do like one of those wacky kooky singing song things that we do here <laughs> on the radio. Uh, we were checking out the Blitz Facebook page, and on the Blitz Facebook page, you've got a ton of different opinions about, since we've become the Blitz once again, music. And the most, by far, most passionate arguments that are happening on the Blitz Facebook page right now, by far, Metallica. We can't. Some people, we can't play enough Metallica. Some people, we can't play, we play too much Metallica. And I got to ask you, and I want you to call us at 821-9970 to let us know what's going on with Metallica. Because let's face it, at this point, they've got some of the best metal albums of all time. In fact, it was just confirmed Master of Puppets' greatest heavy metal album in the history of the sport, according to a new poll from MusicRadar.com. Plus, Metal Hammer Magazine got involved in this thing. 6,000 metal fans voted, and the top 10 are as follows. Number 10, Power Slave from Iron Maiden. Number nine, vulgar display of power from Pantera and our brother Dime. Rest in peace. Back in black from ACDC, Paranoid from Black Sabbath. Yeah. Mega Dave's Rust in Peace, which they're doing I live. I love Rust in Peace. They're doing the entire Rust in Peace now live on tour. So when they come to town, we'll get involved in that. As well as uh, Slayer's Rain and Blood. Brilliant. Metallica's Ride the Lightning at number four. Number three, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. And the number one greatest album of all time, metal album. Master of Puppets. Master so they got one and four. They've got number one. So they've got two in the top five. So, you know, for those people that think Metallica isn't still important, it is important. However, it's also interesting to note that Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets are the two Both. that are in the top five. No Load. Yeah. No Reload. No Black Album. No Black Album. Yeah. No Injustice for All. But I'll bet they're in the but top the 25. Al- I'm sure they're in the, in but the, the top But the Black 20. Album wasn't really a metal record, I don't think. No, it was... Look, there is, there's the Metallica fan that goes from, from Kill 'Em All to, I think, Injustice for All. Yeah, I think that was me. that was the Yeah, that was me too. Yeah. The first Metallica crew. And then the Black Album was like the second generation. Yeah. The problem is the Black Album set the bar so high that things started to go sort of downhill after that. They did the, the, the Load record... And then the Reload record. Not that I don't like Reload Load and um, the Black Album, but they're just a totally different flavor of Metallica than what I was used to all those yeah. years. and I think that that was... And a lot of people think that that had something to do with a lack of focus. Those guys were, were involved in the Napster thing, and Lars was doing... You know, he was so involved in that other stuff. Also, James had his substance abuse problems yeah. that were going on there. You got to wonder, at what point... Do uh, did we lose Metallica yeah. as being cool? When did they stop being cool? And plus, they kind of like all people. We all grow up, we mature, we have different things going on in our lives. They had families and stuff like that, so their subject matter and their focus maybe have been a, a part of that stuff too. So. Well, you know what? I think uh, everybody's got an opinion on this thing. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take some some calls? Eight two one ninety nine seven zero. And uh, your thoughts on uh, on Metallica and the Blitz? What's up, Scooby? Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Hey. Uh, I just think, you know, that's like the greatest name. You know, it, it, it symbolizes metal, Metallica, you know. And I, you know, I just, I can't say enough about Metallica. You're a fan. Is there any, is there any Metallica that you don't like? Um, I didn't really care for the St. Anger. That one there kind of ticked me off. It just seemed like a lot of Hetfield's addictions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly they went in a different direction there. Well, I appreciate the call, man. If you want to put a comment in, you want to text something in as well, 53299. If you want to put a text in. For me, Metallica, when I stopped paying attention, and I know this is because I pay attention now, because Death Magnetic for me is the best thing they've done since Injustice for All, is um, when they started doing Bob Seger covers. 
The Metallica I know would never have done Turn the Page. Well, what do you think about the uh, the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, the SM? I was all right. It was cool. It was something different. It was, but something it was like cool. I never thought I'd hear some of those songs with like a violin in the background. Now, one of the things I loved about Metallica is they used to do covers back in the day, like Diamond Heads, Am I Evil, and all the Crash Course and Brain Surgery and Budgie and Holocaust and all that great stuff. Those are jams. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are stuff. Last Caress, Green Hell, Misfit stuff. Um, I actually loved the version of Whiskey in the Jar that they did. That's an old Irish folk song, drinking yeah, song. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get our drink on, I think, tomorrow as well. So we'll do that. It's not going to be an Irish drink. It's going to be a Cinco de Mayo drink. It's going to be a Cinco de Corona, baby. Really? <laughs> so we're going to get that going on tomorrow. Um, but coincidentally, between the S&M record and the Reload record and St. Anger is when Metallica sort of stopped being cool. And there is a reason for it. And I blame it all on uh, a little bit of addiction and chemicals, and I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here you go. Hetfield is a drinking. His wife thinks he is cheating. And Lars plays a drum roll. And Newstead takes a beating. His first choice was a Jaeger. That gave him an ulcer He said, I'll drink silver bullets Oh, but he didn't feel better He passed out at the end of the bar Yacked on the stereo Yacked on the stereo There's whiskey in the James The Blitz all right, big-ass party going on tomorrow at Cinco de Mayo. A lot of parties everywhere, but I got to tell you guys, huh? the biggest one is going to be at Caribbean Jerks at Polaris. And why is that? I'll tell you why. They're going to have chicks everywhere dressed scantily. I'm gentlemen. on board with that project. There is a bikini contest. There's going to be 25 tons of sand all over the place to give you that beach thing and some fake palm trees. It's going to be amazing. Giggity. There's like five bands. There's going to be... We're going to be there and we're oh, going to yeah. be kicking back with a truckload of ice cold Corona. We're going to have a ton of giveaways. It's going to be killer. I think it's uh, incredible that you build us below the buckets of sand. Oh, yeah. I just think it's very important to put us in the proper place on the entertainment ladder right there. <laughs> bury you like up to your neck in the sand tomorrow is like a game it's yeah. gonna be so cool yeah, it'll I be like a... paul's head will be the only thing sticking out and we all get to like make you chug corona it's a yeah, treat my head like a pinata it's a seven and seven eights <laughs> head you don't have enough sand we're gonna need a lot more sand <laughs> and i gotta warn you every year that we do this out at the jerk make sure you wear like crappy shoes or sli- are you like uh slippers or not slippers slippers like, yeah, slippers, not slippers like, uh, like th- th- thongs or whatever you'll you you wear a thong <laughs> you know no you're type. not putting him in a thong flip-flop type things because uh because it gets real dusty and all that stuff and but it's an awesome time they've got great food too so caribbean jerks out at polaris so make sure i see you out there tomorrow it's going on all day and all night for cinco de mayo and the dry hump that is tyler conley now has continued we haven't heard from him he is somewhere among the missing uh waiting for him to give us a call here from theory of a dead man rock in the range band theory of a dead man we when we get in touch with him we will bring him to you as best we can but one of the great bands on rock on the range other than theory of dead man three days grace check it out the good life on 99.7 the blitz 99.7 the blitz oh yes yes
Yes, I am a bad, bad girlfriend. Your rock station on 99.7 The, Ro- uh, the Blitz. Hey, good afternoon. Did you just Ronnie do that? Hunter. She did. I did because of the rock thing and the we're your rock station kind of thing. It we always, sh- it always sh- goofs me up because I'm dyslexic as it is. We should give something away every time you do that. Like when I cuss? I'm yeah. going to be broke. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we should still give something just away. Just on the cussing, though, not on the other thing. I'm just saying. So here's the deal. Uh, we've got Rock on the Range coming May 22nd, May 23rd, Cruise Stadium. A lot of great bands on the bill. And we are finally connected up with Theory of a Dead Man's Tyler Conley. Good afternoon, Tyler. Well, hello, bad girlfriend. Yeah, you betcha. So you're calling in from L.A., right? Uh, yeah, sunny L.A. It's very nice here. You're on rock star time right now. We had we figured out that your record company can't quite figure out math. We had you scheduled for 3.30, and then your guy calls us up, and he says, uh, yeah, I messed up. I told him 1.30 Pacific, and I just sat back, and, and why is the record industry a mess right now? Thanks a lot. So you might want to get an accountant to make sure they know what they're doing over there. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're record labels. They have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Outstanding work. Well, you're coming to town for uh, Rock on the Range. You're also now a week after that. You've been, you guys have been out there on the road for like two and a half years now, right? For- uh, getting there, it's nonstop. So you did, uh, you did the Olympics up there. How cool was that to have the Olympics in your hometown and be able to play for for your country? Uh, it was pretty cool, man. It, you know, it, it was. Uh, I think we played for about thirty thousand people, and uh, there was, you know, it was, it was fun to play in our hometown. But what was cool was that a lot of the audience was actually from all over the world, you know, waving all their flags and, and stuff. And so uh, we got to play to a lot of people that probably maybe uh, don't know Theory of Dead Man very well, you know. So that was really cool. We really enjoyed that. So I have a question for you that's a little bit off-color. It's not quite about the music, but if you could have an endless supply of any food, Tyler, what would you get? <laughs> endless supply of food? Yeah. Uh, What's your cocaine? favorite? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! One of the four food groups, right? <laughs> hey, uh, I would say Twinkies and chocolate, but what did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know, man. The food? Yeah. What do you like to eat? Oh, wait! Get on the uh, dump button quick. What? I love sushi. Sushi. Okay, good. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Nice. Hey, you know next. Tyler, um, you guys are a week after Rock on the Range. You're going to go down to do that Rocklahoma Festival. Did they? Are you doing it with a bunch of hair bands, or is that now something different? Have they made it a different thing with Rocklahoma? Uh, yeah, they changed it this year. They put on a bunch of. Uh, there is still some older bands, like I think we're playing. Uh, you know, the ZZ Top, Tesla, uh, Cinderella, which is going to be pretty cool. But you know, they got uh, like uh, us, and I think Godsmack is playing on it. Chevelle. So it'll be good. It's a good mix. I know there's some people that are probably pretty excited that it's a newer band, and I think some of the uh, older fans are a little probably not too happy. But whatever. I'll wear, like, a huge wig or something, or a wig with a cowboy hat on. Has it gotten to the point now where you can admit to liking bands like Cinderella? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there seems to be this new movement with all the great new bands are coming out. Like, you'll see all the guys in Avenged Sevenfold wearing Iron Maiden t-shirts and stuff. What hair bands are you going to actually go check out when you're done playing down there in Rocklahoma? Uh, I didn't really listen to Cinderella or Tesla too much, but, I mean, I don't know if we're playing the same day as ZZ Top, but ZZ Top is amazing. If I could meet any of those dudes, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're great live. They played our very first Rock on the Range here four years ago. Uh, you guys being a part of Rock on the Range this year, Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man. And uh, there's a lot of really great bands on this year's lineup, including the return of Limp Bizkit. Uh, and, and I don't know if you're if you're aware of that, but what are your thoughts on Limp Bizkit? 
Well, I've only seen them once. It was when they opened for uh, Metallica in Detroit, and Fred Durst walked out with a shotgun and started shooting up in the air. <laughs> That's nice. And those bullets had to come down yeah. at some point, right? Yeah, exactly. My but, guess. Uh, I don't think that was the original lineup. They had some other guy on guitar or something. Yeah, Wes Borland so, uh, wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. so this will be pretty cool. I'm interested in it. I can tell you that I imagine getting on stage in Detroit with a shotgun is probably not advisable because I'm sure Ted Nugent was there and said, that's not a gun. <laughs> this is a gun. <laughs> so, Tyler, yeah, um, you're, you're pretty tight with the guys in Nickelback, right? Because you, you've worked with, like, Chad Krieger and all that stuff. And are you now on, like, one of his, like, his label? Uh, yeah, his label, he started an imprint, uh, much like Fred Durst actually did, uh, right. in Canada uh, called 604 Records. And uh, we got signed to that. You know, much like Fred Durst, I wrote, he, he signed the uh, same Puddle of Mud, I think. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else but And that's kind of like a lot of musicians who start these record labels and then go find bands and, and, uh, and you know, decide, hey, this is a good way to make some, some cash. This band's pretty good, so... What's yeah. it, what would it, what's it like working with him as kind of the label head as opposed to, like, maybe a major, major label? Uh, well, I mean, it's an imprint of Roadrunner, so we deal on a day-to-day -day basis with uh, Roadrunner, but Chad's more of a, I guess, more of like a kind of a silent partner now. He's just too busy uh, soaking up the rays in Mexico. He's not doing a lot of not doing a lot of record label stuff anymore. That's what I wondered as a as a band musician, a you know guy amongst you. I wondered if he had like a whole lot to do with the actual industry part of what you're doing there with his label. Now you guys are going to be on the main stage at Rock on the Range, and that's going to be on Saturday, May 22nd. We were really looking forward to seeing you guys play. Now uh, we thank you for taking the time to call in. Is there anything in the future of uh, Theory of a Dead Man that we can look forward to? We are going to have a special guest come up on stage with us. Uh, his initials are JB. JB. Uh, yeah, all right. It's just, it's, uh, the Godfather of Soul? The Godfather of Soul is coming out? That's a trick right Justin, there, Tyler. Justin well done. Who? No, you Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, is that his name? Justin Bieber. Second Justin Bieber reference this afternoon. Appreciate that, Tyler. Thanks for bringing the show to a grinding halt. Is it somebody that's already on Rock on the Range or somebody special that's just going to pop in and pop up on stage with you guys? No, I don't know. I just made some joke. You never know. Maybe someone will, I'll try to get someone on my stage. Oh, that sucks. I got all excited. Fished in. Nice job, Ronnie. Uh -oh. Thanks for paying attention to the show. Paul, what do you want to ask? Hey, Tyler, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you for uh, for taking time out for us here at the Blitz. And also, I know you're very concerned about this based on our shopping trip about seven years ago when we were up at the Mall of America. I do still own my copy of Everyone Poops. Everyone, dude, I remember that. Did we go on the roller coaster together? Yeah, yeah, I was the big spoon. Right. <laughs> That's a visual. That was awesome. But it was a good time. Dude, thanks for taking time. And I know it was tough for us to get in touch with you, and you're out there on the West Coast. So thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes out for us. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks over at Cruise Stadium. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. We'll see you guys then. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks a lot. Coming up on 99.7 The Blitz, Breaking Benjamin. We're also going to check out Sports with Mark the Shark. And here's Gail Storm with this Bryant heating and cooling traffic check. What's up, Gail? 99.7 The Blitz. Your Rock Station, 99.7 The Blitz. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sharky. Coming up musically, I've got some cool stuff lined up, including, uh, looks like Alice in Chains, Check My Brain. I love that song. I love the way that song makes me just 
melt and feel good. And it's appropriate at this point too because we need to check out and check out your. You need yeah. to check other things as well. We had a good talk last night yeah. uh, over at Jimmy V's, and what a time uh, was had. Just a, a variety of things we shouldn't really be discussing on the air, but I think for your best interest, we should probably get into that a little bit later as I well. Love as Jimmy V's, I'm still burping up the wing sauce. Wings were, at, were oh, kick ass. Uh, also, Jim Maroney, the author of the ET Answer Book, in about a half hour here. So we're going to continue on doing that as well. Breaking Benjamin, give me a sign from your rock station. 99.7 The Blitz. What? Rock. What? The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. Ronnie Hunter with Paul Marshall and Thick Rick. Somebody had uh, called in earlier, you guys, and wanted to hear that new corn tune, Oil Dale, Leave Me Alone. Mm-hmm. We're going to play that this hour. It is killer. Awesome. So excited. Uh, and it looks like we may have a discussion because... Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you guys really want to talk about you, my comments from last night, so let's just put it all out there. Do we need to get into this now? We might as well. All right, if you were listening yesterday, uh, you f- may have detected a little bit of sexual tension from Ronnie, emanating from Ronnie. And of course, like you know, sharks in the water, when we smell blood, we're all about it. Ronnie Hunter not only needs to get laid, she needs to get laid stat. This is great. So if you guys would like to form a line, because and apparently <laughs> that's really where it's going to be awesome. at. Because... So it's like 7.30 last night. We realized that we haven't gotten Uber his his birthday cake. Okay, I'm just going to say one sidebar here. So a girl points out a hot dude, and all of a sudden she's needing to get laid. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it would be different if it were just one hot dude. Okay. Well, okay. But it's almost... Every, I, how long have I been in town? Since Saturday night, right? Yeah. You wanted to... Uh, you had a thing for the guy that was in pirate radio, the overnight guy in pirate radio, the guy that, that doesn't say anything in pirate radio. He's untouchable. Like, I'm ever going to get that. Yesterday, you were pretty much humid and, and having a moment over Jesse James Dupree. Always been there. I understand that. I understand movie star. I understand rock star. What I don't understand is meat guy at Giant Eagle. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> you had to bring it up, didn't you? Absolutely. Because he had a you... cute smile. Dude it was cute. What do you want? He was hot. What? Oh, like, what? I, I have a cute smile, but you won't sleep with me. <laughs> and he had a cute smile. The uh... way he looked up at me when he had that ball cap on, he looked up and shot me that look over that thing of meat. I stared <laughs> I stared across the giant eagle and our eyes met. He and his Really what, truly that's exactly how it happened. He and his apron with pig and trail smothered across the front of it. <laughs> me me with my ice cream cake in my hand. It was a magical moment. The heavens, it was almost as if the skies so opened and a rainbow formed above us. It was so hot. I'm getting dizzy. I had to lean against the wall. So we go this is only the start. It's it doesn't even end with you. So we go to Giant Eagle, we get, uh, by the way, they've got a couple of plugs. I think the sales department would love that right now. We get uh, Nuber his birthday cake. Yeah. We bring the birthday cake back. And if you were listening last night, we surprised Nuber on the air and gave him his birthday cake, saying him happy, birth- happy birthday. Horribly, op- I want to add. Yeah, in operatic manner. If we could actually <laughs> sing and do this, we wouldn't be pushing buttons and playing other people's music. So then we decide we need to get some food. Enter Jimmy V's. We just get on, get in the car. You called Emac, our, uh, our web guy, and he meets us up at Jimmy V's. We decide we're going to get some food. So we sit down at the bar, and we're just ripping on everything in, in, the, in sight. And we come to the point where we, we saw a commercial about something, and Ronnie starts talking about uh, this commercial she saw for a birth control device. And I'm like, well, first of all, Ronnie, why are you interested in birth control? You're not having any sex anytime soon. I mean, the giant, the giant eagle meat guy is probably, he's probably cleaning the <laughs> walk-in the at this point. the giant eagle in Grandview, I just would like to say. Can, anyway, go ahead. You know what's happening right now? Huge fight behind the meat counter. It's, oh, it was me! No, it was me! It was me! <laughs> all I know is that Let's y- hope. you were interested in ordering sausage last night. That's all I'm trying to say. It, kielbasa was, it was buck a brat time for you. <laughs> So we uh, we end up over at Jimmy V's and Ronnie starts talking about this birth control thing. 
Well, the and commercial's just a train wreck. Like, it's something, like, you see this thing, you go, okay, I could die from this. Why would I put it up in there? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a white plastic thing. The only thing I can describe it as, you know that little table that they put in the middle of a pizza when they close the box on it so that the <laughs> box doesn't? Yeah, it looks kind of like that. That's the, that's the thing you're talking about. And Ronnie's trying to describe it, and both Emac and I are on each side of her going, uh, Ronnie, that's, that's an IUD. That's a that's a birth control device, and she's like, "It's a what?" I'm like, yeah, it's an IUD. <laughs> behind the bar, behind, with wing sauce on my face. Thank you. Yeah, with the, behind the bar, and by the way, the wing sauce looks great. You're just wiping that off. <laughs> behind the bar, the bartender who happens to be female is now engaged in the conversation. She starts jumping into it, and she says to us. It, don't you think it's odd that both of you know more about her OBGYN situation than she does? Yes. Amazing Dr. Faggot! <laughs> she was like a drive-by commenter. She, she was there in, and gone. Yeah, she'd just come in and drop a, drop the random one-liner in there. We should probably hire her. <laughs> she dropped the random one-liner in, and both Emac and I agreed. We were sitting there going, well, there's a reason why men know more about every birth control device necessary, <laughs> because we treat everything as if it was like our first car like it's the red dragon and we want to make sure that it doesn't break down because if something goes wrong in that area it's really really not beneficial to us we end up it's detrimental to the rest of our lives so we absolutely have an absolute working knowledge of what's going on in your lower plumbing region is what i'm saying (laughs) well it was was pretty embarrassing because we're like sitting there talking and i'm i'm getting an education on my lower abdominal area and i'm thinking yeah, you know that, uh, that bartender's got a point. I guess I need to get a book on this. <laughs> <laughs> what? what I, better, I better do me some reading. I'm just thinking to myself, how can you be more ignorant about your junk than like, than Emac and I, both two guys who are never going to be anywhere near okay, that area? I'll tell you how, because I've never been as close to it as probably you and Emac or my gyno have been. I'm just saying. Did you just out us? Maybe. What? Not mine, other people's. No, you no, you just whoa, inside voice. Okay, sorry. Allison Chains. Check my brain on your rock station 997 the Blitz. Check my brain. Your rock station 997 the Blitz, Ronnie Hunter the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. They could by the way guys get their own guitar hero. Activision is currently mulling over how much interest there would be in the idea in perhaps a Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar hero concept celebrating the entirety of the Red Hot Chili Peppers' life. Who's the best Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar player? Hillel or... Uh, Shani. For Shante, really? I love him bad. Yeah, he's a badass. See, when I think... When I think... Uh, chili I mean, pep- not not sexy. I mean, he's actually kind of a dirtball, but I mean, he's a great <laughs> guitar player. She yeah, wants to as, establish. As, as if that... Yeah, because... Let's see. John Frusciante or the meat guy? The meat guy was cute, okay? okay. John Frusciante has money. I don't care about money. Did you I hear just that, want gen- you to have gentlemen? A job. Gentlemen, did you hear that? I think we have that on tape. Just have you a just job. Got That's all everybody's attention. Yeah, everybody is now paying attention to you now. Tennis shoots, tennis shoes, and t-shirts, kids. That's and wings and beer. I'm happy. Low and, maintenance, yeah. low maintenance, Ronnie Hunter. Uh, you know what? I would be interested in a red hot. Ch- you know what? On the other side of that, I am not a guitar hero guy because I think anything for the time that it takes you to to perfect guitar hero and to be good at that game, you, you could go out and buy a guitar and learn how to play. Well, <laughs> damn anyway, the dance dance revolution because that's where the concept came yeah. from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that whole dance dance revolution, putting your feet on the lit lit up things, and kids are good at that stuff, man. Yeah, do you do that? Good at that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've attempted it. A game works a few times, but it, I was drunk. So yeah, I was just gonna say after what's <laughs> what was the Jaeger quotient that uh, night? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Outstanding. Yeah. So anyway. 
coming up, we've talked about the new corn. There's a song called Oildale, Leave Me Alone. It's off their upcoming album that's going to be in stores July 13th. We've got that standing by. Plus, A- yes. 821-9970. We've got, uh, if you want to get some requests in, you can do that. 53299. You want to get a text in. In a couple of minutes, we're going to take a, uh, a phone call with, from a guy named Jim Maroney. Jim Maroney is one of those guys. I'm a person that has my doubts about angels, but I believe in aliens. And I'm not. I'm talking outer space, not Arizona. <laughs> you are one of those people that believes in angels and doesn't really know. You don't really have the answer to the question about aliens. We're going to get the answers to all of that stuff because Jim Maroney wrote a book called the ET Answer Book, and we'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. All right, sounds good. It is time for our final check on traffic. This bright heating and cooling traffic check with Gail Storm. What's going on? A quick on? reminder: these reports are not intended to foster a belief, but merely to support people who cannot take responsibility for their own lives. <laughs> The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. Good afternoon, Ronnie Hunter, Paul Marshall, Thick Rick, possibly your new morning show here on 99.7 The Blitz. Coming up at 6 p.m., mandatory Metallica. So get them in to theblitz.com so we can crank them up today at 6 o'clock and every weekday. Listen up for that. Also coming up, stand by for that new corn tune. Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe they're walking among us? Jim Maroney says you should. Who are they? Why are they here? What do they want? How should we respond? How should we prepare for more? Jim Maroney has written the Extraterrestrial Answer Book, UFOs, Alien Abductions, and the Coming E.T. Presence. And now Jim Maroney is here to talk to you about it. Yeah, we've got a data that just came out. International survey says that one in five people worldwide now believe in alien life forms and that some of them actually live amongst us uh, every day. We hired Theo. I think we've got absolute proof that it happened here. But does he have a tail? Well, no, he doesn't have a tail. Now you're just bragging. <laughs> Jim Maroney is the author of the Extraterrestrial Answer Book. And Jim uh, is one of those people that not only believes, but has made what they like to call first contact. Right, Jim? Yeah, I guess you can define it as that. You bet. All right. Well, I want to start this out exactly the way it should start out. I want you to tell us the story of the anal probe you got. <laughs> Hey, that's in midway through the story. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I'm sorry. Well, we have a little foreplay to get to first. All right, excellent. <laughs> nice job. So tell us about your experience. You actually, you were abducted by aliens. Yeah, you know, back in 1987, um, it, the experience itself was something that shocked me, obviously. It would, it would do that to anybody. But at the time, you know, just before that experience, I pretty much thought that, yeah, you know what, maybe extraterrestrial life was around. Uh, but I didn't think they'd be walking among us, and I, and I certainly didn't, and I still don't believe that, actually, but I, I really had an idea or an understanding that, you know, if, if there were aliens out there, they'd be pretty much like us, and they would probably just want to look at us from a distance, you know, not really have any direct interaction with us in any way. Yeah, they don't want to touch us because you don't know where we've been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so... I I was absolutely just blown away. It, it really the experience itself just shattered my understanding of this reality and and a lot of my preconceived ideas about the nature of, of our world and uh, and even my world, obviously. And uh, when it came to writing the book, I mean, it took me a long time to decide to write the book. And when I I was talking to my wife about it, and I said, you know, what am I what am I doing? Like why? Why do I have such this desire to really write the book? And hey, Jim, I can get into that answer right now. Your wife had the answer: cash money, <laughs> cash money, it cash money. If you're gonna get abducted by aliens, you might as well profit from the experience. Somebody should make <laughs> yeah, some money off so, this eh? deal. <laughs> well, a big component of it was that 
I, uh, I didn't really think I'd be the person to actually talk about it. I thought other, you know, there'd be other people out there that would be better qualified than I would. Uh, certainly, you know, talk about such an extreme experience and, uh, and the nature of it. I thought maybe I wouldn't be the person to do it. And frankly, I didn't really want all the media attention. But ultimately... Right, so why not I write did, a book? Yeah, well, ultimately I decided the reason for the book was it's not really about me, it's about all of us, because ultimately the experience itself and what these beings are doing and their desire to have some kind of relationship with us is really the message behind the book. Any chance we can get one of them to have a relationship with Ronnie, maybe ease all of our suffering? <laughs> <laughs> I would try I that once. That. Right, so tell, tell us about the experience. What what exactly happened to you? Were you like in a field somewhere, like in uh, in Men in Black? Were you in a field somewhere, and this big light appeared in the sky, and they came down and beamed you up? I mean, what happened for you specifically? Well, actually, I was it was 1987, as I was mentioning, and I was uh, driving across Canada, and I found myself uh, off in a little truck stop just south of a little uh, city called Winnipeg. That's an odd name for a city, isn't it? And uh, of course, I had the brilliant idea of uh, just grabbing a few hours sleep. You know, when you're 28 years of age, you know, you're all full of vinegar and you're figuring, well, you know what, I can, I can do this long run and just go with a few hours sleep. So I really wasn't worried about getting a hotel or anything like that. So I, I pulled, you know, pulled into this truck stop thinking that, oh, this is, uh, you know, where truckers sleep. This should be a, a nice place for me to pull up the car and grab a sleep. And, and a great place to score meth. Yeah, what a boneheaded idea that was. I mean, the thing's busy all night. You know, trucks are pulling in and, and leaving all night long. So wasn't the smartest decision, it turns out. And uh, I pulled off uh, to this one area and I, where I could park my little 1987 Honda Civic. And uh, What do you do for a living, Jim? Uh, right now, I'm actually the executive director of um, the Alberta Municipal Health and Safety Association. So it's actually a, a safety association. Then you, you would think that would pay better than for you to be driving a 1987 Honda? <laughs> well, it does now, but it sure wasn't paying then. Just checking. So continue. Tell us about the probe. <laughs> Get where did that guy? come from? Any, where did that yeah, where, whole myth come from? I don't mean to interrupt you, Jim, but I'm going to do it multiple times throughout this interview. Yeah, no problem. Where did that myth come from? That Why is it that if aliens want to touch us, they want to touch us in a place like the back of a Volkswagen where it's not a very comfortable area? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I think maybe it came from the work that uh, Whitley Strieber had done. He wrote a book on it and, and talked extensively about the intrusive nature of some of the experiences that that he had. And I think the media then just grabbed hold of that, or some components of it. Just, you know what? This is kind of funny, actually, in a way. So we'll just we'll just play on that. Particularly if you're skeptical about it, it does seem pretty, you know, pretty unusual. But there's probably good reasons, I think, from a medical component or a medical reason why you might want to do that. But, again, that's probably for another story. <laughs> alien stuck stuff up your Yeah, I'm wondering if alien prostate health is a big thing at this point. You know, we want to make sure that they're, they're very healthy as well. So you, you, you're in the <laughs> truck stop. Go ahead. Their, their health care is probably better than what the United States health care is. <laughs> Which brings me to another question. Are all aliens completely trained in all facets of medicine? Because it seems like everybody that gets abducted or has alien encounters, they're all, they go through a medical examination. You know what? That's a big component to it. Um, and that's kind of the mystery behind what, what the experiences are, are, are all about. It seems to me that, and certainly was in my case too, that these beings want us, to remember that there is a medical component to the experience. And the reason why they want to do that, and I'm just you know, giving a supposition on my part here, is because it's going to be important for the future relationship. However that relationship is going to unfold is still a bit of a mystery at this point. 
So, Jim, here's a question. Why do you think people are so afraid of aliens? And, and were you afraid when it happened to you? Oh, man, I was scared out of my mind. You know, really, I was. I was. I, I thought at, at some parts of the experience, you know, I thought it was pretty much the end of Mr. Jim. Like, I didn't think I was going to get back here at all. I, it was an experience so outside of normal reality. It, you know, nothing could have prepared me for it. Sounds like one and, of my bar nights. Pardon me? Sounds like one of my bar nights. Didn't know if I was going to get out of it. Or one of your Christmas parties. Alive. Oh, yeah, those two. <laughs> hey, Jim, did the race yeah. of aliens that you... your worst Christmas party ever. Yeah, multiply it by five. That's so why do, you, why do you think people are afraid of aliens? Just for the simple fact of what you totally experienced, that that's actually what happens? It's just like freaks you out or what? Yeah, well, I think that maybe it's important to, to put this in the overall perspective that, you know, I even though I'm, I'm scared of them to some degree, I in no way think they're the bad guys, and I no way think they're the meanies, you know. I, I really think that there's a, a lot to be gained from the experience itself, and I'm glad I had it, you know, overall. Maybe and, it's... And, um, you know, what we're dealing with at this point in time is more or less an intervention rather than contact, and that's really creating a lot of confusion around, you know, what's actually happening, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. And there's a lot of fear. Um, but there's also a real desire by many people to know what what's really going on. You know what's really actually happening, and and can you sort through all the crap that's out there to find the essence of the truth of what's going on? And that's really quite a challenge because I would have to say about eighty percent of the material out there is probably not worth the paper it's actually written on. So it's it's a real struggle for us to try and figure out as individuals what's actually happening, particularly when there's really a, not really a trustworthy source of information coming forward. You know, when you have governments not really willing to provide information on the subject right. or even acknowledge the reality of the phenomena. Yeah, it's just things we don't understand. We're afraid of things we don't understand, and we don't want to get into anything that we don't understand. Some people are like that, but I really have a hope that the majority of us do want to understand, and the majority of us are not going to let our fears, you know, override our rational thinking for the most part. But it still means, I mean, I have to agree with it. There's still going to be quite a few people out there that are still going to get freaked out and, and be afraid of it, you know, and want to grab the guns and start shooting into the air wildly. I don't, you know, I think you're always going to get that in any given, you know, sort of population. So. Jim, did any of the aliens that you encountered during your uh, first contact have a tail? <laughs> no, but there was a female that he was attracted to. Really? Jim? Yeah, there was actually um, you know, you? Uh, a female. I'll, I'll just call her female, but she didn't have any feminine attributes. You know, there's just a, an aura of femininity about her. That's the only way I could describe her. She looked almost identical to all the other ones that I saw, basically. So she's like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, Jim Maroney, author of the E.T. Answer Book, here's a question. So, are, do you think aliens are related to humans in any way? Like, Man, no way. Ask Tom, <laughs> ask Tom Cruise. Uh, oh. oh. I've, I've met some pretty strange people in my life, but it's, it's nowhere near going to be comparable to these beings. You know, I don't know where they come from. Uh, they never told me. But there's some, you know... <laughs> They are distinctly non-human, and the way they understand the world and the universe is very different from the way we understand it. And it's, why, why, uh, why do you think aliens are so interested in our planet? I mean, there's all kinds of other planets out there, but Earth. Yeah. I mean, why do you think it's our planet that they're so freaking interested in and, and coming down and probing us and stuff? Yeah, well, they're not so much interested in our planet as they are interested in us. No, uh, they're interested they, in ridiculing you. They were laughing at you. What did they laugh at you about? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 
Well, apparently uh, I got something wrong, and I said something goofy, actually, at least from their point of view. And uh, they uh, they started laughing. I mean, there was three or four of them uh, standing in front of me, and you know they they hesitated for half a second, and then they just started laughing, which was something I'd never really heard about, or never anticipated or expected. You know that they would actually have a sense of humor, which actually I think bodes well for all of us. <laughs> so. so- so when yeah. we finally do make contact, like on a, on a grand scale, is it going to be more like Independence Day in District 9, or is it going to be more like Close Encounters of a First Kind? Which way are we going to go? Wow. You know, that's a really good question. I think if we were conservative and we have to look at the phenomenon in a completely different way, that's, that's honestly the way I think I see it. And that is, if we look at it today and we figure out what, what's really going on, what we do know is that these beings are interested in individuals more so than they are interested in large governments. Whether or not the governments in the United States or Russia or China, it doesn't matter how we construct ourselves socially or how, you know, who our elected officials are. What they're really interested in is just individuals, apparently. And they obviously have a desire for a more intimate relationship with individuals rather than a kind of intergalactic, you know, government-to-government kind of conversation. In fact, I don't even know if they have a government in the way that we understand governments or the way that we've set up our social system. Well, well, first of all, you need to stop right there because we don't understand government. We don't have a government, but that's a story for another radio program. Jim Maroney, author of the Extraterrestrial Answer Book. Uh, you know what? You've got a website. I want to make sure that, you know, after you took uh, uh, took some time out and put up with our nonsense, that we sell a couple of books for you. Where can people pick up the Extraterrestrial Answer Book if you want to get it? Yeah, you can pick it up pretty much at any uh, bookstore, but you can also check out the website, uh, aufosg.com. A-U-F-O-S-G, so a aufosg.com. Correct. All right, excellent. Jim, thank you so much for taking time out this afternoon, and we never actually heard about your encounter, but you know what? That's okay. That's why you got to buy the book. <laughs> That's right. Thank right. you, Jim. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Appreciate it, brother. Day. Thank you, man. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. It sounds he is like- under alien control. Ah. <laughs> I know it was just a dream. I know I didn't have an anal probe. And I know that I am not under alien control. <laughs> Poor stupid Cartman. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> Did you hang up on Jim so he didn't hear any of that Yes. Stuff? Good for you. God. All right. We've been talking about that new corn tune all freaking afternoon, so it's time to get her on. It's called Oildale. Leave me alone. It's off the new corn album. It's Corn 3, Remember Who You Are, in stores July 13th. Remember, they're out on the Jägermeister Music Tour with a stop in Cincinnati at Riverbend on Wednesday, July 21st. It's Oildale. New. Blitz Rock from Corn. Oh, crazy, crazy Jonathan Davis and Corn. Love that new tune, actually. It kind of sounds like it sort of went back a little bit to, you know, some of the old days. I, I like that. Yeah, they said they were going to do that. Yeah, that like was back be a to return like just peachy, that type of stuff. When Corn. it's really disturbed stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> Oildale's the name of the song, Leave Me Alone. It's off their new album, Corn 3, Remember Who You Are, due out July 13th, if you want to get your paws on that. Coming up, Mandatory Metallic at 6 o'clock. Sharky's standing by with sports. We've got Five Finger Death Punch. and want to fill you in on local stuff, by the way, because that comes up every Sunday night. Nuber is your host. Local stuff has returned to 99.7 The Blitz. Local bands send your stuff into local stuff at theblitz.com. Also, we're going to take another lesson in mouth hug etiquette with Ronnie Hunter. That's all coming up on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. And now, mouth hug etiquette with Ronnie Hunter. Rule number 3.2. Listen, if I have to pause to remove a hair from my teeth, don't tell me I've just wrecked it for you. You've been listening to Mouth Hug Etiquette with Ronnie Hunter on 99.7 The Blitz. 
99.7 The Blitz. Live from the Safe Auto Studios. You gotta have coverage. You wanna save money. Do both at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or safeauto.com. Mandatory Metallica. Metallica will melt your face off. On 99.7 The Blitz. Metallica tends to do more than melt your face off. They kind of make you have to go, oh, hey, hi there. I don't even know what I was going to say now. Never mind. want to thank... Uh, I, I, there's not a name attached to this. I hate that. Uh, but it looks like the last name is Lineric. So, Mr. or Mrs. Lineric or Ms. or Mi- Mr. Lineric, thank you for submitting the mandatory Metallica tonight. Got music from Kill 'Em All and Garage Inc., one of my favorites. It's M.I. Evil, mandatory Metallica weeknights at 6 on 99.7 The Blitz. New Rock. New Rock. 99.7 The Blitz. Your Rock Station, 99.7 The Blitz, Ronnie Hunter, Mandatory Metallic, every week, night at 6. Big thanks to Mark Lineric for submitting those to theblitz.com. Jump in the fire from Metallica's 1983 debut, Kill 'Em All. That single was actually accompanied by fake live performances of Phantom Lord and Seek and Destroy, which were alternate studio recordings with sounds of crowd overdubbed in, which I think is pretty bad of those guys. I, I wish they would not have done that. but eh. And more importantly, Cliff Burton on it. And Cliff Burton, And Cliff Burton, more importantly. Which you cannot miss out on. Coming up on the Blitz next, Cage the Elephant ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah, you know what we also have to do? We're going to get an update. I know we were talking about this yesterday, about the Ben Roethlisberger Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, where you could buy the therapist jersey. And the NFL is eventually going to put a stop to this. But we're going to find out if we can actually do that. And Finley's favorite son, they can't hear us there, right? Uh, Online. Okay, so we can badmouth them? Sure. Finley's favorite son, apparently the piling on has begun, and we'll get into uh, that as well up next on your rock station. It's 99.7 The Blitz. The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. Good afternoon, uh, early evening, I guess you could say. It's Ronnie Hunter. Got a little uh, company here in the studio, which I like. It's two on one. Giggity. <laughs> Paul Marshall and Thick Rick. What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much, Ronnie. You know what? Uh, so far, I think day two, league's better than day one. Yesterday was that was that awkward, that first meeting. You're the first kid at school, yeah. Buddy Ravel making his way down the hallway. <laughs> it's kind of like the first time you take your clothes off in front of somebody. Exactly. Which I can't remember. It's I, This hasn't happened for me for so long. But y- Jaeger count. Yep. Yep, yep. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier. The uh, and we actually mentioned it originally yesterday. I saw this story over the weekend. Uh, a group of enterprising people. This is what I love about America: is that we are nothing if not creative. Back in the day when uh, Michael Vick got in trouble for giving a girl STDs, multiple STDs, mm-hmm. he used to sign in on the road. And this happens a lot of time. Football players do it, musicians do it, actors do it. When they go out on the road to do promotional appearances or on a road trip, they sign into the hotel under an alias. And Michael Vick's alias back in the day was Ron Mexico. When he played for the Atlanta Falcons, he'd call himself Ron Mexico. So when he got this girl dirty from his junk, <laughs> dirty. He, uh, uh, you know, people started buying Atlanta Falcons run Mexico jerseys. Well, now Finley's favorite son, Ben Roethlisberger, is in sort of a similar predicament. Uh, he of the Teflon penis, he got himself in a lot of trouble. Oh no, none of this stuff sticks to him, man. That guy could just walk through anything and apparently get away with it. Three, one definitely substantiated. Second one that they didn't really get into. A third story that they're not even going to file charges on. Now some enterprising NFL fans have thought, well, why not just go on to NFLShop.com and buy ourselves. Uh, a rapeless burger jersey, only it's therapist, as in therapist. Therapist. So you could probably do either one. We could probably do the, both of them. So what I want you to do, thick, is to go to NFLShop.com, see if we can still do this, and get the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. While you're doing that, Jersey Steelers. All right. While you're doing that, I also want to point out there's some been piling on going on. Uh, Eminem 
he of the cultural commentary, yeah. has written a new song called Despicable. You're despicable. And, uh, and he mentions Ben Roethlisberger in the, in the story. The uh, lyrics are almost indecipherable. If you're an Eminem fan, you'll probably be able to get this, but we'll get the Eminem to English translation for you. This is what the song sounds like specifically. Get what? Can you try that one more time? <laughs> Sounds like he says I'm going to turn the club into a barroom brawl. Bro, get get rowdy as Roethlisberger in a bathroom stall. Yeah, there you go. So, I'd rather turn this club into a bar brawl. Get as rowdy as a Roethlisberger in a bathroom stall. Yeah, so there you go. Apparently, this is based upon the famous story about the 20-year-old chick who uh, said Roethlisberger uh, assaulted her sexually in the bathroom in uh, Georgia. No, she said, he assaulted me sexually. I think it actually was yeah. more like... <laughs> Oh. I'm just saying, Roethlisberger not facing any charges, but he was suspended for the first six games of the league and apparently spent this past weekend in a uh, behavior modification analysis <laughs> thing. I mean, embarrassing. Yeah, they're just I mean, degrading. This, so what I want to do, I really actually want to buy one of these therapist jerseys. Well, Can you still do it? It allows me to go to the secure checkout page. Where, right, you've where got I, that far? I can inform, I'm, you know, I'm not so going to try to buy it, but uh, with tax, it's $104.98. It's the Reebok replica, Yeah, and I had number seven on it. And therapist, clear as... So you can you know. still get so, it. So therapist, T-H-E-R-A-P-I-S-T. Right. Get it? Therapist. I have right. two of them. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So you can still get that. What you cannot get is a D2 Gay Softball Championship jersey. <laughs> we found this out. I'm not sure if you heard this story. Three bisexual men, apparently they paid a lot for it, uh, filed a lawsuit in Seattle against the North American Gay Amateur Athletic Alliance, the N-A-G-A-A. The Nagay. Claiming they have been discriminated against for not being gay enough. What? Not get so we're apparently there are now levels of gay. <laughs> How does this work? I have no idea. This is there's probably I don't know a Melissa. I'm a seventy five percenter. Yeah, there's Melissa Etheridge gay, I guess, and uh, she can sing like crazy. Uh, Jim J Bullock gay. Well, or, aren't bisexual guys just gay guys who can't admit it? I don't know. What are you looking at me for? Like I, <laughs> I have no idea. Gay guys are the best best friends ever, though. Yeah, oh, good for you. For a girl, I'm for telling you. So here's what happens. They claim they were discriminated against. The Seattle Times is reporting the story. Uh, the three men who are named Stephen Apollado, LaRon Charles, LaRon. and John Russ. I am so sure John Russ is the top. It's by the way it sounds. I'm just saying. <laughs> so the other two are extraordinary bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They claim that their softball team, D2, because it's always better with two, uh -huh. uh, was disqualified from participating in the National Softball Championship because the Alliance ruled they were non-gay. Oh, by the way, gay people. <laughs> non-gay? Non-gay. By the way, gay people <laughs> i know that there's a huge gay population here in columbus let me just say this to you if you're searching for equality dis uh, discriminating against people for not being gay enough is sort of counterproductive to your gay efforts enough. is what i'm trying to say wow after d2 qualified for the 2008 championship series the gay <laughs> held a hearing to determine the sexual orientations of the d2 players imagine that interview can you imagine that the judge you're going to be the be... judge in this case? Yeah. And imagine the, the pickle these guys were caught in. Stop saying things like pickle during discussions like this. <laughs> the plaintiffs, Making me nervous. The plaintiffs allege they were asked personal and intrusive questions about their sexual attraction and desires. And at one point during the questioning, D2 players were allegedly told, this is the gay world series. 
not the bisexual world series. On February 2nd, we saw you holding a woman's hand. Now, what was that all about? You, uh, you distinctly told your girlfriend that you loved her, but you didn't mean it in the way that we accept it to be meaning. <laughs> that is unbelievable. The men are asking for $75,000 each for emotional distress and are seeking to invalidate the alliance's findings on the men's sexual orientation and to reinstate D2's second place World Series finish. Huh? <laughs> and the Nagay was formed in 1977. There are 680 teams, 37 leagues across the United States. What I want to do right now is uh, to pay proper tribute because we've been making fun of it. Mm-hmm. I think we should all rise, remove our skirts, and prepare for the National Gay Softball Men's League Championship Series National Anthem. Let's do it. Oh, the Gay Men's Softball League is coming, so join the fun. You be the pitcher and I'll be the catcher waiting for old number one. Come sit on the bench, I'll give you a pinch, we'll wait for the umpire's calls. Then I'll kiss you on the strikes if you kiss me on the balls. 99.7 The Blitz. The Blitz. 99.7 The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. All right, sing till you suck for Rock on the Range tickets. Those are quite the hot commodity with that coming up in just a couple of weeks. One singer, one judge, four Rock on the Range tickets for grabs. It's going to be pretty cool. I mean, it's better to sing till you suck than sing till really good because then who would, you know, I'd rather hear it sound like crap, quite frankly. I'm just saying. Listen up for your chance to win on that thing every single Thursday, every hour, noon through 4 p.m., right up through Rock on the Range. All right, guys, we just talked a little bit about uh, the whole Roethlisberger thing. And I got a a text here at 53299. It says, Vic is a disgrace to the NFL, and Ben is an embarrassment, and I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. Die hard. Here's my question. Who's more hated, Michael Vick for, for dog killing or Ben Roethlisberger for three alleged sexual rapes or, or contacts? Roethlisberger. No. <laughs> Roethlisberger. No. Rotha who? Roth- <laughs> Rapelisberger. Oh, Nobody can say the guy's who's name. Who's more hated? You know, that's a good question. But see, here's the thing. When Vic came out and all that stuff came oh, wait, out. Oh, wait, can, can we throw Tom Brady in the mix just because? <laughs> who's more, just because <laughs> I hate that guy. Tom Brady's so hot. Oh, stop oh, it. Here he comes <laughs> again. <laughs> Okay, so so when Vic's meat stuff guy. came out, yeah, meat guy. When Vic stuff came out, I mean, it was like out, like right now, it was like a wall, and it was like horrific. You know, the dog thing. It is horrific. Stuff. It is totally horrific. But like with this, it sort of snuck out kind of slowly, and you weren't sure. You wanted to believe. People didn't want to believe he actually did it. And then when it actually came out, he didn't really get in trouble. But then he really did at, by the NFL. So it's like it sort of oozed out there. It didn't like hit you like a, a bag of bricks. Here's you know? the thing that's really telling is that you've got uh, Michael Vick and dog people, and you've got Ben Roethlisberger and sexual assault and rape. And yeah. there are pe- there are people that support both of these guys. How would you like to be the chick who is considered lower than a pit bull? Oh, that's wrong. All right, so I got a couple, you know, we were talking with uh, Jim Aroni, the alien guy, a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. Looking back at some of the texts, here's a few that are funny. He says, this person says, he wasn't abducted, he was tripping his balls off. Yeah, well, there was a truck stop involved. Uh, another right. One, another one says, I was gay until the aliens used an anal probe on me. Oh. That guy's crazy, and that guy's on drugs. 53299, you want to get a text in. You can also call the program if you want to, 821-9970. Godsmack, crying like a bitch on your rock station. 99.7 The Blitz. 99.99.7 The Blitz. Ninety-nine-seven, the Blitz. That's right, Mudvayne. Scream with me. It is your rock station, Columbus. 99.7 The Blitz. It's back. Say hey. Okay. 
So I was told. Oh, hey. I was told. What was that? What was that? Ronnie Ronnie got all ghetto on us there for a second. Oh, hey. I I was told that if I scream. We're going to get you some fake nails is what we're going to do. Press on nails. I was told that if I scream 99.7 The Blitz, like back in the old days, that I'd get a free bottle of Jägermeister for the shout out from the crew at the Old Bag in Marysville. So I can be bought. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. 99.7 The Blitz. Hell, yeah. You guys really don't actually have to give me the bottle. I just wanted to do it. That's all good. Shh, give us the bottle. As a matter of fact, Whore. speaking of uh, bottles, there's going to be plenty of those yeah. Corona <laughs> bottles. Oh, my God. Tomorrow night, Caribbean Jerks, uh, it's going to be a great time. Cinco de Mayo, you guys. It's going to be awesome. They're bringing in uh, 25 tons of sand into this place. They do this every year. So uh, they've got it loaded up with sand. Chicks in bikinis. So you yeah. guys have some eye candy for the night. A ton of bands, five of them. We're going to be out there hanging out all night tomorrow and uh, just drinking some of that uh, truckload of Corona. It's going to be a good time. So thanks to Hill for bringing that stuff out there. That swimsuit competition is going to be going on. So Cinco de Mayo at Caribbean Jerks Polaris Parkway with uh, Paul, myself, Thick Rick. You're coming out? Yes. Yeah? Because yes. they're bikinis. They're girls in bikinis. Oh, oh, my wife will enjoy it thoroughly. And, honey, honey I have to work. I, I'm sorry. I and, have to work. Man, I got to tell you, the jerk staff, they are all hot. And they're all going to be kind of sort of close to being naked. Again. My again. wife's at home listening going, Ronnie, why, why are you even bothering? He doesn't care. My wife's at home dialing. My wife's at home dialing up her knee right yeah. now. <laughs> I just had to hey. listen. Hey, <laughs> Nibber's going to be coming in next. He's got choose it or lose it tonight, guys. Eight twenty. Ozzy defeated the new Green Day last night, so I'm going to put that new corn song up against Ozzy. Oh, They're going to go I will make just a prediction. Fair. That could I will be a predict Ozzy is done. <laughs> Why you got to do that to the old man? Because <laughs> it's time for him to go. Oh. <laughs> He's been champ for like a week and a half. That's it's time. Let's get something new in there. That's just wrong. Got Rise Against and Chevelle. We'll leave you guys with Allison Chains. You know what? We were just talking about uh, the Gay College World Series. Not Gay College, but Gay World Series Championship. And it turns out through a combination of of us talking together that uh, Thick Rec found some more audio on that from my personal favorite and uh, late night host, Craig Ferguson. Two of the three bisexual men are suing a gay softball league. I know. (laughs) Apparently, the league told them that they couldn't play because, and this is true, they're not gay enough. And I prove to you I'm gay. <laughs> you know what? I think if you're a man and you're suing over not being able to play softball in a league, you're gay enough. Right. Right. Perfect. Three bisexual men suing a softball league. Stick to playing music, Jonas Brothers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Jonas Brothers don't play softball. <laughs> I so love that guy. Yeah, that's my favorite. He's uh, by far. You talk about all the late night hosts, George Lopez, and now Conan's coming back, uh, and Jay Leno. Who by the way, yeah, Jay Leno, I own a car. Yeah. Jay Leno just bombed at the White House. You know how they do the White House press correspondence dinner? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Jay Leno basically recycled failed Tonight Show monologues and used all those jokes back over to, and over. Yeah, back to back to back. And Obama was not amused. And wow. Obama is like you know our, our court jester president. He's the funniest president we've ever had. He is a great judge of comedy. So whoever booked Jay Leno, not a great judge of comedy. And it turns out, uh, I I think if I'm right, you're on the board with the Craig Ferguson train? I am totally. I love him. And and think you're on board I, with I the take cr- him over all of them. I would love to get him on our air and talk with him. I think he is the coolest dude. This guy, like, I love how he's so random and just, yeah. you know, he just goes off the top of his head, but he just, he stays like, just creative and funny and he's so cool. And his facial expressions yeah, are priceless. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read his book in about two days. I mean, it was, it was a kick-ass read. It was a good book. So what we're saying is we're learning a little bit about each other every day now. So 
cool. All three of us love Craig Ferguson. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends <laughs> that anyone could have. I love the hangover, the right? We're the three best friends oh. that anyone can have. And we'll oh, no. never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Oh. Let's I hold hands and sing Kumbaya. You guys have seen The Hangover, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. No, we haven't seen The Hangover. Everybody's seen The Friggin' Hangover. Oh, a, all right? I just Thick. love the movie. Man. We get it. It's all good. The, the, the Jonas Brothers joke. Remember the, the mm. same guy? He says, uh, I can't make it Wednesday. The Jonas Brothers are in town. The Jonas <laughs> Brothers are in town. I can't make Pearl Jam Thursday. The Jonas Brothers are in town. Right. Excellent. Well, you know what? Uh, I think it's been a kick-ass afternoon so far. Thank you so much to everybody that has taken part in the show today. Yeah, 53299 for all the texts and all the emails and for making day two a lot of fun. Got a lot of great texts coming in and a lot of great emails and a lot of a lot of Facebook comments today. You guys, thank you so much. Keep them coming in. Coming up next, Allison Chains on your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. 80. The Blitz. Your rock station, 99.7 The Blitz. Good evening. It's Ronnie Hunter with Paul Marshall and Thick Rick in the studio. I've had so much fun in here today, you guys. And yesterday, too. I mean, this is a blast. I mean, and and, uh, I want to thank you for texting in and calling in and and all that stuff. All your comments, my email blew up today and all that. And I'm just having a great time. I would love to keep doing this and and moving into the morning. Yeah, every morning would be nice to do this. Just having fun. And I think it's just going to get better and more fun as we go because we're really starting to get used to each other. And we thank you so much for your patience because we're kind of feeling each other up i mean out in here every day so yeah so we've got a bunch of the sex with it the girl really does she needs it so but she's got an itch a serious itch that needs a scratch it wow it's called an itch or not but i'll you know there's a cream that'll clear that right up for you hey no i don't have any of that crazy stuff i'm just saying no you have to have sex to get that crazy stuff so It's not happening for you. You know, I, yeah, it's been good. Day number two was definitely different than day number one, and day number three is going to be different than day number two, and that's all good. I'm looking forward to uh, whatever nonsense we can come up with tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, which is going to be good. Yeah. I think I have a good, uh, in an effort to to foster diversity, game show planned for tomorrow. So we'll play a new game tomorrow. Oh, cool. That'll be kind of fun. We'll also, I'm thinking Mother's Day is coming up too. Is Mother's Day Sunday? It's coming yeah. up this coming Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday. Yeah. So we got a Mother's Day gift we should come up with and uh, get the that 9th. to... Oh, it's so over there in the calendar. I probably... <laughs> I'm such a horrible son. I could just go and look. Yeah, why don't you just get a calendar, you lazy son of a... And we also have, uh, in a continuing effort to try and maybe help you personally improve yourself, Ronnie, uh, a woman named Sharon Rivkin, who is a, a, a relationship expert, and seeing as we're starting a new relationship, you and me right here, yeah. and Thick Can Watch... Um, <laughs> we got to run the video camera. She wrote uh, a book called Breaking the Argument Cycle. So and we so, haven't even argued yet. Yeah, but our first fight is what I'm looking forward to because the makeup sex is going to be kick ass. <gasps> yeah. yeah, but it's here's the thing. What? Okay, Paul, for you, she says that an affair might be exactly what you need to save your marriage. Exactly, Ronnie. Don't you want to save me? my marriage? Don't you want to save my marriage? I mean, oh. we're friends. Would you please help a brother out? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about our marriage. Yeah, well, no, our marriage is uh, not legal in many, oh, many states yet. But your true, real marriage. If we move to Utah, oh, right. I can get away with this. I'm thinking. So you need help to. Oh, well, sure. I got your back. Mm, we talked you. about oh. this. But you know, she's going to say. You know, all the guys are going to say, yeah, see, see what she says? She's right. And all the girls are going to go, no, this doesn't doesn't work that way. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to try and save some relationships tomorrow. We're here to help because we care. Well, yeah. let's do it for the kids. Yeah, let's do it for the kids. Let's do it for the kids. So that's tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. And uh, I appreciate I have everybody listening. I questions to ask her. I mean, you know, not not just saving relationships and cheating and stuff, but I, I mean, having an affair, sorry, but, but you know, just. Uh, oh, she, yeah. She's also going to tell you how to catch a cheater. Oh, you can tell. She can tell if your uh, your significant love, other is cheating. So I love that show, Cheaters, too. By the way, tomorrow, oh my god, I'm addicted to that stuff at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, there you go. Why are you up? Well, you know what? At four o'clock in the morning, you're gonna have to leave for work now. I know. If this works out, everything is good. So thanks a lot for listening this afternoon. Ninety nine seven, the Blitz, Allison Chain. See you tomorrow.